BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is communicating your financing offering. Joining us as our guest today is Scott Tinder. Scott is a BDR trainer and instructional designer. This is Scott's second appearance on the Prime Resources Podcast, our first return guest. And Scott is well positioned to talk about financing to us here today because he leads all of BDR's financing training and in the past he's been a financial planner. So Scott, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it, Matt. It's good to be back. I feel honored that I am the first repeat guest. All right. Well, we are very glad to have you. And uh, I'm going to lob the first question at you here. Um, So we're talking about financing and communicating the financing offering. Before we get into that, the details of that, why is financing such an important sales tool today? Boy, Matt, that is a great question. It it might it's not just an important sales tool. It might be the most important sales tool. And the reason why, uh, we don't have any money <laughs> as consumers. Uh, I've been tracking these statistics for the last five years, and it's anywhere from about 55% to as high as 69% in 2019. I think it dropped a little bit down to almost uh, a little below 60 but That's the percentage of households in the U.S. that do not have $1,000 in savings. They've got less than that. And so if you think about our industry as a whole and what we're selling and what we're doing in service, uh, if 60% of the households out there don't have $1,000 in their savings account, they're going to finance it. And um, they're going to figure out a way to do it. We're we're a nation of monthly payments. We're conditioned as, as consumers. Uh, we make most of our decisions based on whether or not whatever we're buying will fit in our monthly budget. And so that's why the, our dealers offering financing, that's why it's the most important sales tool. You know what really comes down to, Matt, is dealers offering financing is a way to make it easy for consumers to buy from them. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. Um, and uh, consumers like it when we when we make it easy for them to buy, um, and I'm with you that financing it does that. So, and uh, I just see that everywhere. I I bought something uh, the other day, and uh, it was a small purchase. It was about fifty dollars, and I uh, the vendor had me pay through PayPal. Uh, and when I went there, I paid through PayPal. But if I scrolled down on the PayPal screen a little bit. It said, do you want to break this up into four payments uh, for my $50 purchase? And that kind of took me back, uh, uh, took me back a little bit like, wow, they are financing everything today. You know, it's interesting you say that, Matt, because PayPal is all about the consumer and they operate in a retail world. And for, for our industry, if you are going to operate in the retail world, whether it be residential service or um, residential add-on replacement, you have to think like a retailer. And every single retailer I know out there offers some level of financing. You know, from a base level, accepting credit cards, but 
the majority of the retailers and the really good retailers are offering financing. They're laying it off to a third party, but um, that's the way of the world. If, if you're business to business, I guess you don't really need to worry about financing. Typically, um, that's a contract. That's where the word contractors came from. But retail, if you're going to be in the retail world, you've got to adopt the characteristics of a retailer. And every single retailer out there is trying to make it as easy as possible for consumers to buy from them. Well, I think that's a perfect lead in to our my next question for you. You know, so we've established that financing is a crucial sales tool. It's it's everywhere. We see it everywhere. Dealers, um, maybe uh, our industry is a little bit, uh, I'll, I'll just say, behind the curve in adopting financing and really communicating it when we've got it. So, just Tell me a little bit about how do how does the average dealer typically communicate their financing if they've well, got it? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. It's evolved over the last few years. Uh, I, I if you asked me that same question five years ago, I'd answer it differently. But how I'll answer that is this way: most dealers today are lined up and already signed up with some third party financing company, uh, and and there's multitudes out there. So they're signed up and yet um, they kind of keep it a secret. You know, they might have it on their websites. Um, they might have it on their proposal. They might, they might mention it, but I, right now, the average dealer, uh, when I ask them, do you offer financing? Oh, oh yeah, we offer financing. I said, well, tell me about that. Well, if someone asks us for financing, we've got it available. You know, I, I, I'll be honest, I call that back pocket financing. We keep it hidden in our back pocket and we only bring it out if someone asks us for it. That's most dealers aren't really doing a proactive job of communicating their financing offering. They're doing a reactive job. Even if they've got it on their website, I, I go to a lot of websites and I'm looking for this specifically. And it, some websites have got it. Other websites have it very deep uh, that makes it actually tough to find. And I'm, and I'm looking for it and I know what I'm looking for. So, uh, sum up that answer, Matt, they have it, they kind of keep it a secret. Uh, they're not being proactive with, with raising awareness with consumers. They're being reactive and only using it when they have to. It almost sounds like we're sending the consumer on a scavenger hunt. You know, <laughs> well, turn over a few rocks and maybe you'll find our financing offering. <laughs> Beg me. Beg me to tell you about my financing and I'll do it. Yeah, so um, they, that's just not the way of the retail world. It, it should be uh, the Amazons of the world. They make things easy to buy from them, as you said. Um, as a consumer, Matt, I want you to tell me what you have available and how it's going to fit my needs. I don't want to have to question you to figure out what you have. That Your job is to tell me what you have and, and make it easy for me to buy from you. <laughs> and if you don't, Honestly, I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's with any retail. Yeah, because I, th I think uh, time is a, an issue for consumers today. And if they don't quickly see that you've got something they want, heck yeah, they're just going to move on uh, to the next person that it makes it obvious to them that they've got it. Um, so I think that's a, an excellent point. Well, I'll, I'll take it one step further. Um, I only buy things with my American Express card. And if a store or a retail store does not accept American Express, guess what? I move on to the next one. 
So they've made it tough for me as a consumer to, uh, to buy from them because I want to use my American Express card. And like I said, if they, if they don't, I will probably choose to go to the, the next available store that does it. Yeah. So it's, it's a new challenge, I think, or newer challenge mindset change, certainly for our industry. So let me ask you this. Um, we've talked about how the average contractor deals with their financing offering, what they're doing, mm -hmm. maybe keeping it a little bit more of a secret back pocket financing, as you said, what are some of the different ways they should be communicating? If we could just say, man, in a perfect world, this is what you would do. Boy, in this, in this case, Matt, um, you know, they've got a couple ways they can communicate their offering. You've got the visual method or the verbal method. You can either tell people about it or they can hear about it somehow, or they can see that you offer financing. And so a combination uh, of those, those two, uh, I'm going to start off with a website. I think that's one, a real critical tool. It's got to be on your website, but don't meet, don't make people search for it. Um, any, all your, of your brochures should show that you have financing. I've heard of uh, different people having it on their uniforms, on their trucks, uh, on their uh, the reader board outside of their building, on their proposals, and, and not just at the very end, financing available, I mean, really integrated into their proposals. And then that, that's most of the, uh, the visual on the verbal, any of your advertising shooting include just a little blurb, a consistent verb, uh, uh, blurb, I'm sorry, that, you know, hey, we've got great financing available. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be a, a minute long uh, introduction to your financing, just letting people know there's dripping water, we've got financing and having that consistent message. When the phone rings, when you're setting up an appointment, um, and uh, you know, there's, there's also uh, a great advantage of that in service. The retail sales professional, when they're in the home, the service technician, when they're in the home, they need to raise the awareness and bring it up before someone else brings it up to them. They've gotta be proactive. So if you think about your business and how could you be proactive in raising awareness of financing? There's a ton of ways to do it. Every business is a little bit different. Uh, you're going to do what you're comfortable with. But the idea here is to make sure people are aware that you've got financing uh, and eliminate the need for them to ask you. Yeah. So you outlined a lot of great items there. The website, brochures, maybe on the trucks, the reader board outside, in your advertising. Um, and I think there's also... Uh, it could be mentioned at each of the contact points that you have with a customer, whether that's your CSR, whether it's the salesperson in the home. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, those kind of direct contacts with the consumer? Well, yeah, I think, I think every time your company has contact with any consumer, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to show that you are the right choice. And, uh, with financing specifically, boy, you think about how many contact points you might have where they might see something about your company, hear something about your company. Uh, it could be on a review site. It could be um, someone ha has a, uh, uh, a great review about you. And, and, and by the way, I utilize their financing. It was phenomenal. It could be someone in a grocery store <laughs> standing in line at the gas station because you've got your, you're fueling up a, a, a company vehicle and you know just these everyday conversations contact points 
uh, between friends and neighbors of your employees that, that they come in contact with. Mailings, brochures, I just think yard signs, door hangers, anything and everything having that same consistent message so that there is no question in the consumer's mind that you have a great financing program. Uh, real, real interesting situation. Uh, my sister posted on Facebook about three weeks ago and she posted that she got this brand new HVAC system from this dealer and she's in Walla Walla, Washington. And um, I saw it the next day. I didn't see it the next day. There were no fewer than 87 comments from her friends and, and neighbors and anyone. And they were all remarking. And I, I think about, and she, she financed and she put that in there. And I, about 10 of those 87 comments are, well, I'm gonna call them because I, I'm thinking about that. And if, if they have financing, that's great. I mean, that, that was the gist of their, their uh, response. And I was wow, free advertising for that company. And they would not have had probably that level of response had they not included advertising. Yeah, and I think about something you mentioned earlier about um, the savings rate for the average American. Um, typically, we don't have a lot of money put away. And in my mind, if people are saving their money for something, it's probably not their HVAC system. They're probably putting it away for that boat or uh, that motorcycle that they want to get. And so they'd be more than happy to finance their uh, HVAC system. Well, let's say it, it turns 90 degrees in Texas tomorrow. And so and if that happens, there, there are going to be some systems that fail. And I'm pretty sure the majority of those people didn't uh, think back to um, uh, March 15th in uh, 2016. So, you know what? I think in five years, <laughs> our system's going to fail. So let's start saving money for our new air conditioner now. That's not how consumers think about the products that we represent and the services that we offer. Uh, it becomes more of, uh-oh. <laughs> and so that becomes this unbudgeted, unplanned expenditure, and now they're in panic mode. So if we want to be um, the company they choose and allow them to pick uh, and design the, the system that they truly want, uh, we're gonna do that with financing. Otherwise, we're forcing them to buy what they can afford lump sum, or they're gonna choose somebody else to do business with. Yeah, it, it gives the consumers a lot more options if they're in that situation, if they have financing, because they can choose a system that really is going to meet their needs versus one that they could uh, afford to pay out of pocket for. Well, it, if, if uh, automobile manufacturers did not offer financing, very few of us would be driving the cars that we drive right now. Well, and, and you know me well enough. You know what I'm going through now. I just had a car that, that died, and I'm, yeah. I'm in the market for a new vehicle. And I uh, I've had the car for a while, but I was not expecting it to kind of uh, reach the end of its life here. And so now I'm having to make some decisions. And without financing, it would be a totally different type of decision of the type of car that I'd be looking for. Um, I was just going to ask you that question. Is financing going to play a factor in the type of car that you buy? Oh, but it might be the defining factor um, yep. because how the, the financing options that, that I can get, that, that's what I'm going to look at first. Uh, somebody going to offer me 0% financing? Well, uh, I'm going to look real strongly at that option, uh, and then I can look 
at if I can get 0% financing, now I can uh, upgrade my car choice a little bit more uh, than I would if the financing is not as good or if there is no financing. Yeah, I, and you are the average consumer. I mean, that's how that's how the consumer thinks. Not that you're average, Matt, but that's how, that that's how a consumer thinks. Slightly below average, but you know, for our audience, well, call me average. You're going to make your decision on your new vehicle based on how it's going to fit in your monthly budget. Yep. 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 So we've been talking about all these important communication points, and and some of them are on. Uh, things that we can do once and, and it'll just kind of roll like on our website or on our proposal or something like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the people in a dealer's business and uh, who needs to know the financing offering first. And then as you kind of go through who needs to know, talk a little bit about maybe the depth of, uh, of what their knowledge needs to be. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a real simple answer up front. Every single person in that dealer's business needs to know the, the financing at some level. And like you said, uh, different positions are going to have different roles in, in, the, in the financing. But every single person in that company needs to know that, hey, we've got great financing in place and, and uh, you know, help establish that we're the right choice. So let's, let's start with the obvious. Um, how about the, the retail salesperson? they're going to have to know it uh, really kind of backwards and forwards from uh, a presentation uh, mode. They're going to have to read customers and they're going to have to make sure that they've got some, at some point in their sales process, they they know when they're going to, hey, we've got great financing in place. They don't want to wait till they're sitting at the kitchen table. That's too late. Because if they haven't brought it up by then, the customer is probably in full on panic mode waiting to see this lump sum price. <laughs> So let's put them at ease, you know, at your, you know, whatever time of that sales call or sales process you feel needs to happen. But typically before you uh, get done in the, probably in the first five minutes, sometime at that point. Um, so that's salespeople. Installers should know um, if they finance the job because often consumers want to add something when that installer gets out there and they ask them a question. Hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. So if they, if they know about financing, they, they understand, you can just add that onto your payment. Uh, technicians, can I, can I stop sorry. you there? Sorry. Yeah. Because the, uh, the installer knowing about financing, to me, that's like, that's maybe a little counterintuitive. Uh, well, why does the installer need to know financing? Now you, now you told us because maybe there's some, an accessory that could be added here, but uh, can you go a little more in depth of why, why we have to get to that level uh, and really well, infiltrate I, our whole company? Yeah, I, I could go. I, I could go deep deep on this one, but but I'll I'll tell you. Here, here's the situation. Um, the value of a sale isn't over until it's done, and the sale is still going on during the install process. The sale is not over. We can still increase the value of that sale. And uh, from the research I've done and the current statistics I have, there's about a $3,000 gap between what a consumer gets approved for and what they actually buy. And so if they can make a decision during the install, you know, a lot of times when they're dealing with the salesperson, their guards up. When the installers are in the home, they are, I 
guaranteed they are the most trusted people that your company can put into someone's home. Uh, are they installers? They're the, they're the ones you know sweating, getting all this hard work done, and and really changing the environment of someone's home and develops a, a real typically a real strong trust level with that consumer. So consumers trust them, and they're going to ask them questions. Yeah, we were thinking about this IAQ product, but we weren't quite sure. We 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 just wanted to get this done. But what do you think about it? So if the installer knows about the product and then knows that that consumer finance this job, oh yeah, and you know we with this, this is only going to be this much more month. And this is second level stuff, but installers can play a key role in this. I, I and I watched that with certain dealers uh, work out very very well. So um, technicians as well, if technicians are offering accessories or some technicians are offering add-on replacements at the time of service, depending on the structure of the company, they need to know about financing. The receptionist needs to know about financing because a, a lot of times the, someone's picked up the phone to call your company and one of the first questions they ask is, hey, do you, uh, you guys finance? And if the receptionist, receptionist stumbles or doesn't know, um, the next sound they may hear might be a dial tone. Uh, whoever's setting the appointment can do a great job getting pre people pre-qualified. Your accounting team needs to know about financing because they've, they've got to be able to apply the expenses you, you pay, we call it the dealer buy-down fee, that you pay to the third-party lenders. So they have to understand how to apply those in the financials. Uh, dispatchers should know about financing. Any and all managers should know about financing the owner, the owner is really the pinnacle. They have to know everything. And, you know, our class, we have a class called the Art of Consumer Financing. And um, in that, there, there's an art to it. There's a, there's a lot of things you have to do, but everything is proactive. Everything you're doing is pretty much proactive if, if you're really going to do financing. And so the owner has to be that internal champion who understands what everyone's role is, help them build the processes to get it done right, and they, they also have to guide the company, make some projections and forecasts, and they have to be really good at analyzing results and knowing how to, how to uh, uh, make the necessary changes in their company to uh, redirect some of those results. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think you're, you're right on there. Um, and it makes me think uh, about also, another angle to this is if your team knows about your financing offering when they go to the family picnic, you know, or they they go see grandma and uh, she she mentions that they need a a new heating system or uh, air conditioner. Oh well, yeah, grandma, you got to go with our company because we'll we'll finance, and make it real easy for you. You know, it's funny you say that because I've been talking to my mom. The system they have in uh, their house is now 15 years old. And I, okay, if you're going to stay here, we should probably think about doing this because there's I, I know what efficiency level it is. And um, I'm looking at my mom, and my mom's got money, but she doesn't want to tap into it. She would much rather fit that into their monthly budget. So as I help her through the process of determining who they should use, I guarantee you I'm going to do the research ahead of time to see what, who's offering financing. And if they don't, I'm probably they probably won't be invited at my mom's house to uh, uh, do a needs analysis and, and uh, figure out what she might want. So, yep. Uh, and you and you mentioned the uh, our class on this, the art of consumer financing, which you train on. 
and we're, we're just kind of scratching the surface on what we're talking about related to financing now. Uh, so recommend to our listeners out there, if you have the chance, uh, do get to that class. It's a one, one day course. Um, and it'll really give you everything you need to know to take your financing offering to the next level. I, I'll tell you something about that class, Matt. The, the cool thing about me being able to, um, to teach that class is I learn something from the dealers every single time. I, you know, and, and they, they're so willing to share in these classes what they're doing that's working. And they're also not afraid to voice their struggles and then someone else will jump in and, and, and make a comment. You know, we've got the class, we bring the class, but the class evolves throughout the day. And I learn something new every single time that a dealer's doing it. I'm just going, wow, you know what? Hadn't even thought about that one. Just phenomenal. So the, the class itself, you know, we've got the materials built and we're updating them all the time, but uh, just that, that live environment is just phenomenal. Yeah, I get to share best practices, what what's working, uh, and learn from each for each other. Um, it's really cool. Um, so let's change gears here a little bit um, and talk about my my car problems again. Um, <laughs> so well, it's all about you and your problems, Matt. Yeah, it's it is. Um, so before my my car officially died uh, just this week. Um, a couple months back, uh, you know, I was just taking it in for service. And one of the things I noticed when I did that, I go over to the the service uh, guy's desk where they, they welcome you, get checked in. And right on his desk, there's a little, uh, almost like a placemat that said, here's how you finance your service visit today. And I had never seen that before, you know, thinking... I'm going to finance my service, finance my purchase of a new vehicle. Okay, I got it. Finance my uh, fixing of the air conditioner. I didn't know I could do that. Um, so let me ask you to bring this back to HVAC. Um, how does financing fit in on the service side of things? Well, I'd say if you want a real strong service department, fit financing in. Um, some more statistics. I, I gave you the, the savings statistics, but right now, 75% of American uh, Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, so think about that. And then on top of that, I think you've got something like 60% of American households are um, can't, couldn't come up with $500 in case of an emergency. So if they're if, some, if you're going out to repair their HVAC system, typically it's an emergency. And if they don't have $500, um, in their bank account to, or in their savings account to, to pay for you, typically they're gonna go as cheap as they can on the repair, may not fix all the things that you uh, are telling are wrong with the system. So it, it becomes critical in, um, in service because that typically service, it truly is um, an emergency. They don't have heat or they don't have cooler, one of the two, and they, and they have to have those. And so what I'm seeing, the, the companies that uh, have really figured this out in service, average tickets are doubling. Consumers all of a sudden say, hey, I can afford to make all the repairs now because I'm not having to chuck out 600 bucks or, or 700 bucks just for the base repair. Um, you know, for 100 bucks a month over the next 18 months, I can, I can fix everything. And they're also um, 
when you're utilizing financing service, it makes it easier because they, if they get qualified, oh, well, instead of spending 1800 bucks on this, why don't we just look at re replacing the system? And then um, kind of the honeypot here is the accessories. Accessories and service, the, the service departments that are offering financing and um, offering accessories are having drastic, tremendous results. Now, but there, you know, there's a way to get this done. And the reality is in service, you're typically operating on smaller dollar volumes. And so you don't have to be real creative in your financing. Just pick one good plan and stick with it. And I, I see service departments doubling and tripling their, uh, their, service, their average service ticket. And that's just because consumers can now afford to do what they want to do. The other part of the, about service, um, it, to me, that starts with the website again, and then your dispatcher, whoever sets that service appointment has a critical role. Part of their role is to determine before they ever roll a truck to the, to the curb in front of that house, how that customer is gonna pay for the repair. Otherwise, if you don't know, um, you don't roll a truck there. So getting them pre-qualified for financing, you know, through an, a link to the website, you know, there's all kinds of strategies, but uh, service department, it, it's an incredible opportunity. And, and most dealers that I've seen have really shied away from, ah, that's too much work. It's too expensive. I hear every objection in the book. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, well, and I think with the opportunity there today with IAQ products in particular, so I really liked what you said about the accessory portion of that. Um, you know, I, I think consumers are really tuned in to the importance of air quality, indoor air quality right now. And being able to offer those products, which, you know, are, are you know, have a, I'm not gonna say they're expensive, but they're, um, they're not an easy purchase based on the statistics you've shared with us. Uh, well, they're, they're not required. They're, yeah. they're not required to make the system run. So they are a peace of mind purchase. They're, they're that way for that consumer to personalize or customize their system the best fit their whatever they, they want or they need in their home. Whatever, whatever they've determined they want or need, whether it be clean air, um, you know, humid, humidified air, uh, surge protection, Financing allows them a way to do that. Yeah, and I, I like what you said also about the pre-qualification. You know, how nice is that to just have that out of the way for the for the dealer and for the consumer too? You know, it takes a lot of the pressure off of the service visit or the sales appointment. If you know that the financing piece is done, we just got to choose how we're going to spend the money now. A absolutely, and. Um, you know, benefit for the dealer with, with the financing and service and an add-on replacement, they get their money quickly. They don't have to chase money. Their accounts receivables drop and their cash flow uh, situation improves. Win, win, win. A lot of wins around financing. Um, so uh, let's kind of circle back big picture here now, Scott. Um, We've talked a lot about different ways to communicate financing. We've talked about who in a dealer's business needs to know about financing, uh, ways we can do it in service. Um, and we've talked about, well, we communicate on the website, on our brochures, uh, 
the dispatcher needs to know it when they call and the CSR needs to know it and it's in our advertising. If you had to pick one key way to communicate a dealer's financing offering, the top dog, what would that be? Uh, I'm going to say without a doubt the website, Matt. Most of us, most of us as consumers, we are used to going online and doing searches and researching the company before we ever pick up the phone to call them. And so if your website has has done a phenomenal job of showing financing and uh, making it real easy for the dealer to recognize right when they're on your, your landing page that you've got financing and I can get pre-qualified right now. That right there, if I did, if that was the only thing I could do and I could only do one thing, I would make sure that I had, I had the best financing spot on the website for the consumer to see make it real easy for them to understand that we're going to help them get them financed and take care of them. All right, listeners, you heard it here. If you don't have financing on your website, very easy to find, you know, maybe, maybe you got it there and, and maybe it's just kind of hidden away, tucked away. We don't, we don't want to send the, the customer on a scavenger hunt like we talked about. To Scott's point, make it, make it big, make it easy, make it known. If, if you don't know if it's easy or not, have someone who's never been to your website, have them go to your website and um, see if they can find your financing. See how obvious it is to them. You know, have a relative who's never seen it. You know, have, have a 16-year-old buddy of one of your kids um, go on the website and see if they can find it and see how it, it easy it is to find and if there's a link to get pre-qualified. That's brilliant because sometimes we all need that outside pair of eyes looking at something and it'll jump right out to them and, and they'll provide some awesome feedback. I love that idea, Scott. Well, call BDR and get a hold of me. I'll, I'll give you an honest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott will take a look at your website. Um, cool. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground about how to communicate uh, a financing offering here. Um, as I said, we, we kind of laid out the statistics, or you did. Um, average American, they don't have a lot of savings. They need financing to make a big purchase. Um, it's important that the entire company uh, knows about financing. Uh, do you want to kind of just put a, a capper on this discussion and just uh, some final thoughts on the importance of communicating financing offering? Yeah, I, I will. Here's my words of advice, I guess. Embrace financing. It, it's the way things are done in the retail world. Everybody's financing. Everyone's offering financing in the retail world, and the average consumer uh, is going to finance. And part of the challenge is you don't know who's going to finance and who's not ahead of time. So we're going to have to be proactive. And we, want, we just want to give everyone equal opportunity. I think if you do a great job of that, you're going to watch your close rates go up, your average ticket go up, the number of people that are calling you at leads will go up, uh, your average service ticket will go up, you'll get more referrals, people will buy more accessories, they'll buy uh, higher end efficiency equipment. Be proactive, embrace the change because it's here and it's not going away anytime soon. Great advice, Scott. Uh, thank you so much for uh, making a return visit to the podcast here. Really appreciate it. 
My pleasure. Uh, and I think a final thought I would give based on what you've said is uh, financing can make it easy for someone to buy from us. And uh, that's an important thing to, to have um, to do. So with that, uh, Scott, thank you. And uh, for our listeners, until next time, thanks for listening.